Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Selvaf podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, selvaf and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselvaf.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselvaf. Disclaimer, Binge on Selvaf podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hello beautiful souls, my name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi and I am your host. Welcome to new episode of the Binge on Selva podcast. The most important thing that I want to start with today is to thank each and every one of you for sending me your DMs on Instagram, for sending me an email, for just getting in touch and sharing your story with me, because it means the world to me. It means so much to me that you like and enjoy this podcast that you find it in some way maybe inspiring or that it makes you feel less alone in any struggle you go through and it truly warms my heart so thank you so much for that i'm so grateful and you have no idea how much it means to me and how much motivation and encouragement it actually gives me to continue doing this podcast So everyone who listens to this podcast, I want you to always remember that no matter how hard everything seems to be right now, it will get better. It always will get better. Recovering from an eating disorder isn't easy, I'm not gonna lie to you and you already know that yourself, but it is just so, so worth it. And I believe in each and every one of you who is listening to this podcast, who is struggling with any kind of whether it is eating disorder or procrastination or any kind of issue that you will get through it. So again, thank you so, so much to every single one of you for taking your time and for reaching out to me. It means the whole world to me. Second of all, I want to apologize for not posting an episode last week. I don't want to make any kind of excuses. I messed it up and I take full responsibility for that and I'll do my best and I'll make sure it won't happen again in future because it is not professional at all. So I am so, so sorry for that. Today's episode will be a two-part series about a topic that I have a personal experience with and I am almost 100% sure you have experienced as well. 
I am aware that a two-part series will never be able to fully cover something so deep, so important and also as complicated as body shaming is, but I'll give it as much space as I can so we can have a really deep conversation about it, I hope. Body shaming is something that I wanted to cover in this podcast since day one, since I started this podcast, but I was a little worried about what's the right way to approach it. Because in full honesty, some things that people are able to comment on somebody else's appearance, it truly makes my blood boil. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to make a few things as clear as possible. Number one, I am not a therapist, I am not an expert, and I talk about my experience and I share my thoughts, my point of view, and I want you to always keep that in mind. What I say is not like the one and only true, it is my opinion and it's great that you have your opinion. That's why we have these kind of, I know, a little one-sided conversations, but you know what I mean, I hope. So please keep that in mind throughout this podcast, throughout this episode. And number two, I take body shaming and the whole problem of body shaming very, very seriously. And I know it is not an issue that would be affecting just one gender or just some certain type of people. But at the same time, I can only speak from my perspective, from my experience. So please don't take anything that I say. So please don't take anything that I say as that I would be trying to generalize an important issue and a complex issue because I am not and I don't want to offend anybody by anything that I say. So that's for the intro and now without further ado, let's get into the episode. So what exactly is body shaming? According to Merriam-Webster, body shaming is, quote, the act or practice of subjecting someone to criticism or mockery for supposed bodily faults or imperfections, end quote. In other words, it means shaming, mocking someone's appearance, someone's body, and it is very often focused on weight shaming, either for not being thin enough or for being too thin, shaming someone for being too muscular or not enough muscular or just for being muscular, Um, shaming someone for having curves, for not having curves, for their height, their body shape, whatever it might be. And like I've said at the very beginning of this episode, I dare to say that almost every one of us has either experienced body shaming themselves or have witnessed someone who has been shamed by somebody else. But also, which is obviously sad, but at the same time, let's keep it real, maybe you've also been someone who shamed somebody else's body or appearance at one point. Maybe you didn't say it directly to that person, which is what I would say happens probably the most. Maybe you just thought that to yourself or you talked about it with your friends or whatever. But if we're having this conversation, we should keep it real and be honest. And as they say, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Someone's appearance, someone's body shape or someone looking differently than you seems to be a very easy target because it's the first thing that you see, the first thing that you notice when you meet someone, their appearance and their body shape. And it's also the same with social media. When we post photos of ourselves, the first thing that people will see will be our appearance and our body. And 
everything else will follow after. So it's pretty easy to point out to someone's quote-unquote imperfections. Why body shaming is a problem is that it helps to feed the stigma that we all should look just one way or that we all should look a certain way to be socially accepted, to be considered beautiful by the society and also by ourselves. Body shaming can help to feed the false belief that, for example, women should be tall, super skinny, have abs, big boobs, small waist, big butt and long sleek hair or some other type of society beauty standard. By body shaming, we put so much value to weight or body shape that we end up believing that your weight and your appearance determine your worth. And I've been there and I've done that and I'm pretty sure most of you has done this as well. We all at one point believed that if we would lose weight or if we had abs or if we had a round booty, then we will finally be happy and we will finally fully accept who we are and how we look. But that's honestly not the case. I think making weight and making Uh, like a body shape or body size so important is just so sad because I think there is so much more that makes you you and that what makes me me than just how much I weighed or how flat my stomach is or what my measurements are. And obviously the very dangerous part about body shaming is that it can do so much harm not only to the person that you're shaming or criticizing, but also to other people who look up to that person or who look similar to that person. I remember one time when we were hanging out with friends and my friend's friend once told his girlfriend something like oh you've gained weight i liked you better when we started dating and you were skinnier and when i looked at that girl she was like stick thin she was like super skinny tall she looked like a model and i was thinking like oh my god who would say that and i was thinking like what will this comment do to her self-esteem like it is so bad No one should ever say that, especially not your boyfriend. Like, nobody should say that. But the last person that should say something like that should be your boyfriend. Commenting on someone's body, size, shape, appearance can have such a negative effect on the person's self-esteem, self-worth. It can contribute to developing a disordered eating, disordered body image and possibly even an eating disorder. What I want to emphasize as well, though, is that even positive comments on someone's size or shape or appearance don't necessarily mean they are good or they are helpful. Saying to someone, have you lost weight or you look amazing, Um, do you work out, creates this reassurance that, okay, being skinnier means being better. I need to be skinny in order to be considered beautiful, in order to be good enough. I wasn't good enough before because I had this extra extra weight on. So it is the right decision that I've lost weight and stuff like that. Even if you mean it as a compliment, it can often do more harm than good. I am not saying that you shouldn't compliment to people. Of course, that's amazing and I love that but I still think commenting on someone's appearance and body shape or body in general is a no-no. 
In my opinion, it is just best not to comment on someone's body shape or size at all because unless that person asks for your opinion, you have no right to comment on their appearance and it's really none of your business. I want to ask you a question. What does an ideal body represent to you? Is that your body? Is that the way your body looks right now? Is it the way your body looked like sometime in the past? Or does it maybe look like somebody else's who you saw on the internet? The thing is, and the reason why I'm asking you this, is that we all have different expectations and ideas when it comes to the quote-unquote perfect body. When my mind was consumed by anorexia, to me, the ideal body was severely underweight, with no muscles, with tie gap and visible colored bones. Later on, when I developed binge eating disorder, the ideal body that I hoped to reach was sporty, with visible abs and with the Instagram-like round booty. Now, the ideal body of mine would probably look differently again and it would most probably look differently from your ideal body and most probably it would be different from the ideal body approved by society. What I'm trying to point out here is that you can never reach a society standard just because everybody has a different standard. But what is the ideal body that is socially acceptable? Quite honestly, I don't know. The ideal body changes as quickly as the weather and it differs among cultures and age groups. For the Western culture in general, which is the culture where I was born and raised, I would say that the ideal body that still dominates or the idea of the ideal body that still dominates amongst the culture for women would be um, being skinny but slightly muscular, having big boobs and big booty, having smooth skin with no cellulite and probably having like a small waist or something. I could obviously be wrong, but I think that's still the quote-unquote ideal body that is presented to us most of the time. And this ideal body is often enriched by temporary trends like the hourglass body shape or having a curvy body trend or having a big round booty trend. So it's quite safe to say that the ideal body changes as quickly as trends do and therefore it's really difficult to reach. So one would think if it's not something that's attainable, we wouldn't expect people to have it, right? But wouldn't you say so, the online world has proved us wrong. Body shaming happens both offline and online, which is obvious. People are often criticized and body shamed by people they know, by people they are close with and maybe even friends with. But they can also be shamed by brands or commercials, but also by complete strangers on the internet. In my opinion, and I don't think you need to be an expert on this to know that, in my opinion, brands play a huge role when it comes to influencing us as people and as their potential customers. When I was a teenager turning to an early adulthood, brands like Victoria's Secret were super popular. They're obviously popular now as well, but I would say they were at, the, at its peak at that time. I remember watching the annual fashion show, seeing all those skinny, super toned, super models, and in my head, all I was thinking was, 
one day I'm gonna look like them. And I don't want to say that my problems and my disordered body image, my disordered eating and my eating disorders were caused by brands. But I think the the stereotype or the body ideal women that were promoted by many brands definitely contributed to building this disordered body image in my head of what the perfect woman should probably look like. I bought into the idea that this is what a perfect body looks like. The Victoria's Secret angels have always been portrayed as super hardworking. They were shown working out like crazy. They were always portrayed as confident, supportive and beautiful. And me at that time being someone who was very self-conscious, insecure, not confident in their body and going through an eating disorder. This portrayed the ideal body that I wanted to have as well because I thought that if I would look like that I would also be as confident and as happy and as charming as they were. This is just one of many examples. There are tons of brands that maybe you have been influenced by as well. Not just clothing brands but also fitness brands, makeup brands, whatever that also communicate and send this message that this is what a perfect body look like. On the other hand, it is fair to say that more brands are now size inclusive, which is amazing. We get to see models of different sizes, genders and skin colors, which is truly, truly amazing. But I still think there is a long way to go. Another factor, probably the biggest factor so far that played a huge role in cultivating body shaming is the internet and social media. We share our lives online, some of us less, some of us more. And to me, there are two main problems when it comes to social media and the internet. Number one, social media in 99% of cases show edited photos of people with tons of filters and tons of airbrushing and tons of edits, which contributes to the idea that there is a perfect body and perfect appearance and that we should aim for that perfect body because those people online seem to have it. Number two, social media give us freedom to criticize, judge, make assumptions and express our opinions on somebody else's appearance publicly. And both points that I've mentioned can be detrimental to our self-esteem. What we usually see on social media are people at their best moments, they seem to have a perfect body with no excess weight, with no cellulite, no stretch marks, they are toned and tanned and their skin is glowing. And as these photos get praised, comments and likes by people, to many of us, this creates a false belief that it is something we should aim for in order to also be like to be considered beautiful and to be socially accepted. This is going to be subjective to each and every one of us. But to speak for myself, social media definitely made me more insecure person when it comes to my appearance. I don't look like most of the influencers and models and celebrities on their photos and I never will. But that's okay because you know what? They don't look like they're perfect edited airbrushed photos of themselves either most of the time. 
To look at things from a different perspective, we have no restraints when it comes to expressing our opinions on someone's appearance and somebody's body. Because people share a part of their lives online, we came to a conclusion that we have the right to judge them and make assumptions and share our opinion on everything. To a certain extent, yes, I think we can express ourselves and our opinions if we have something constructive to say. I'm all for constructive criticism, but it should be related to what that person does, commenting on someone's appearance and body, like why? There's a big no for me. People online make comments about someone gaining weight, losing weight, getting curves, losing curves, getting in shape, getting out of shape, being too muscular, not being enough muscular, being on a new diet feeling like they need to go on a diet, not looking like they used to look in the past, and stuff like that. And what's just so incomprehensible to me is like, how do people have the audacity to comment on somebody else's body? I'm sure none of us and none of those people who judge others for not being quote-unquote perfect or for not fitting some stupid perfect body standard are 100% happy with the way they look and with everything in their life. Because you know what? Most of the people who are so vocal about somebody else's appearance and who are the first to pinpoint someone's mistake are usually the ones who are the most unhappy with themselves. But I'll talk about that a little later in the series. It is very easy to speak your mind online because you're not seen and you're not facing the consequences when you're sitting at home feeling comfortable. But I am sure that 99% of people who say these mean comments and who uh, judge others and judge other people's appearance would never ever say that to that person face to face. And moreover, I am sure they have something that makes them also feel insecure about themselves. And again, it only feeds the stigma and the feeling of shame if your body doesn't seem to fit the society standard. Like, I mean, we don't all have to look like fucking Barbies. You know what's sexy? Taking care of yourself, both your body and your mental health. And being kind is sexy. And... I think we should be appreciative of the fact that we are all different and all we are all unique and some, someone has this body type, somebody else has a different body type and it doesn't mean that one person is better and one person is worse. I don't really post photos of myself on Instagram because I don't want a random person to be judging me and calling me ugly or fat or something even worse. And number two, because I am pretty vocal about bad image and eating disorder recovery, I don't want anyone to see me and compare them to me. And I don't want this to sound like self-centered, but what I mean by this is that I don't want anybody to think that this is what your body should look like after the recovery or doing the recovery, anything like that, because it shouldn't. Your body will never look like mine and my body will never look like yours. And that's that's right, that's okay, because your body is yours, my body is mine. And most definitely, we shouldn't come to conclusion that this is how we should look like because people with this type of body or that type of body get the most praise or likes or followers. I've talked about body shaming online, which in most cases happens from complete strangers. But the internet is not the only place where we can experience body shaming. Very often, body shaming happens among people we know, 
people we are friends with and and maybe even among close family members. When I grew up, I remember a family member of mine told me something like, look at you, you are becoming a stunner. And the family member was referencing to my body and how my body was changing. I think I was like 13 or 14 and I was having boobs and a little bit of curves and like, you know, like it was the weird face when you no longer look like a child but you still don't look like an adult and you don't really know your body and you don't really feel comfortable in your body and you're just like getting used to everything that's changing and someone coming at you and pointing it out you know it made me it made everything like 10 times worse and i remember probably ever since then i created this weird relationship with my body because I thought it was something I should feel ashamed of but I think I will do a separate episode on that and sometimes it's not even a comment that's meant to be offensive sometimes it's your friends or family talking about someone being quote-unquote fat someone eating too much someone looking like they need to lose weight and stuff like that and for the past few months I found myself to be in a male-dominated environment and again, I am not generalizing here. I am sharing just my experience, just my experience. But I heard so many comments during the past few months about somebody else's appearance and about somebody else's body, especially women's body. What those people are able to say that's like disgusting and that's really really hurtful and it only shows that people have no idea what a stupid comment or a stupid sentence can do to you and to your self-esteem and this is something that i really really despise probably because i've been on the other side and i know what these comments can cause and what spiral of self-hatred and self-doubt they can stir up Because in my head, I'm always like, there is just so much more to a person than what size of clothes they wear and whether or not do do their ties touch. Like, that's such an empty comment and such an empty thing to judge somebody else upon. So I try to voice my opinion on this as much as I can because I think most people don't even know and don't even realize how much their comment can affect somebody else's life. And this brings me to my last point. Like I've addressed at the very beginning, I can and I will speak only from my experience, from my point of view. And I am not trying to create any stigmas here. But what I've experienced, either me being the target or me being the witness, or unfortunately me participating in body shaming somebody else, has mostly been among women women shaming other women and again i do not want to generalize here i don't think body shaming is a one gender problem not at all and i'm not trying to say that all women are like that what i am saying is that what i mostly experienced was women shaming other women and to me being a woman identifying myself as a woman seeing women shaming other women is terrible because i feel like we should really be supportive of each other not competing against each other and not to be really mean to each other 
I'm gonna end the part one right here because I don't want this episode to be too long. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for part two and please, if you enjoy this podcast, if you find it helpful, please make sure to share it with your friends, family members, with anyone who you think could benefit from it, anyone who you think could find it maybe inspiring, helpful, I don't know. Don't forget to send me your feedback either on Instagram at binchonselvav or send me an email at anci at binchonselvav.com. Don't forget to tune in next week for part two. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!